0: Welcome to my kitchen. I'm Harry Sultan. I'm one of the producers over here uh, with Kristen that helps put these episodes together. And I'm so excited to be able to bring you all into my kitchen while I put together one of my go-to favorite all-time genius recipes. It's Andy Ward and Jenny Rosenstrache's pork shoulder ragu. You know, it's one of these recipes that you can make a bunch of it in one batch to make an afternoon of it, make a weekend of it, and then you have all of this gorgeous, beautiful, delightfully delicious ragu that you can use throughout the week for any other methods. So today I'm gonna to be putting it on some beautiful pasta, but you know, as the week goes on, I'm gonna take some leftovers, I'm gonna put it on some nice, refreshing, crispy tacos. I can put it on some breakfast eggs. It can really be whatever you want it to be, So I'm gonna go ahead and read through all the ingredients that we need, uh, some of the equipment that we're gonna go through. I'm gonna go through all the steps and then we'll get cooking together, all right? So for this recipe, what we're gonna need is two pounds or two and a half pounds of boneless pork shoulder. We're gonna need one small onion chopped, one garlic clove that's minced. I love garlic so I might use a little bit more. Uh, salt and pepper to taste, two tablespoons of olive oil, one small pat of butter, one twenty-eight ounce can of whole tomatoes with the juice, a cup of red wine, five sprigs of fresh thyme, five sprigs of fresh oregano, a handful of fennel seeds, one tablespoon of hot sauce. What they do in this recipe is they say, Andy uses uh, the Trader Joe's hot sauce chili. It doesn't really matter which, whatever you got around will be perfect. I think the smokier, the better for this, but I actually have some my homemade carrot uh, hot sauce. Uh, and I'm gonna be using that. One pound of pasta and one handful or 12 of freshly grated Parmesan. All right, so now that you have all the ingredients, um, let's talk real quick about the equipment. You really don't need much for this. Uh, pretty much one pot. And by pretty much, I mean one pot. A Dutch oven or any other heavy-bottom oven-safe pot with a lid will probably do the trick. You just really need something that's going to get a good sear on the pork shoulder and then be able to trap in those liquids when we put the pork shoulder into the oven for that braise. (laughs) So we're going to start by preheating the oven to 325. So our oven is preheating. So I have a Dutch oven, I'm going to go ahead and start preheating uh, that as well. So I'm gonna put my Dutch oven on my burner and turn it up to a medium-high heat. And while that is heating up, while the oven and the pot are heating up, I'm gonna go ahead and start prepping some of my ingredients. The next step is to season this pork shoulder. You sprinkle from high above the meat, that way it falls evenly all the way over it. You wanna make sure you get both sides as well as, uh, you know, the top, the bottom, really edge to edge salt coverage. You really don't want to have any of these bits that are not seasoned. So that's my salt. Uh, Now, for anyone who does a lot of cooking with meat in their homes, cannot stress this enough, cross pollution is very important. I just touched raw meat with my left hand, so I'm gonna do a quick rinse uh, with soap, not just a rinse, full wash, uh, because we wanna make sure that we don't pass any potential germs or contaminants uh from that meat to any other parts of my kitchen so please bear with me while I wash my hands was that fun for you to listen to I bet it was all right so uh now I got my pepper shaker sorry pepper grinder uh and I'm just gonna do a bunch of cranks all over this meat all right we did that this time I'm just gonna flip it over with my knife. Not going to contaminate my hands again. Beautiful. Oh man. Just some, the smell of freshly cracked pepper is really truly one of my favorite smells in the world. So now that our pork shoulder is seasoned, I'm going to go ahead and check the Dutch oven. I'm going to see how hot it is. If we're up to temperature, what I'm going to go ahead and do is add some olive oil and butter to that pan. So that butter's gonna melt, that olive oil is gonna get nice and hot. So I'm gonna let that butter melt. I'm gonna let this olive oil heat up. Uh, while we do that, I'm gonna transfer my meat to a separate plate. I'm gonna clean off this cutting board, and then I'm gonna get uh, the rest of these veggies uh, chopped up for the recipe. All right, so I'm gonna go ahead, I'm gonna add our pork shoulder to this pan and get a nice sear on it. So here we go, we're gonna drop it in. Oh yeah. So I'm gonna let this sear for just a couple moments uh, on one side, let it really kinda build up that crust. While that's happening, I'm gonna go ahead and chop some of the onion. So I have a pretty big onion here. Um, the recipe calls for a small one, so I'm just going to start with half uh, and see what that looks like. Don't freak out if you don't have a small onion and you only have a big onion. Don't freak out if you only have a little onion and it calls for a big onion. What matters is you're in the kitchen, you're having fun, you're cooking. Alright, so I'm going to go ahead and flip. Nope. See, just like I said. It needs a little bit more time. I've tried to flip it, wasn't brown enough, uh, but that's okay. You just put it back on and let it brown some more. Life is about mistakes and learning, or at least that's what I tell myself, to help make it easier to sleep at night. So this half of an onion gave me a lot, a lot of diced onion bits. So I think this is probably good for what we need. Um, so I'm gonna go ahead and I'm just gonna put these into a little bowl, uh, and keep it off to the side for when I'm ready. The tool I use most often in my kitchen are just little mise-en-place bowls. So what I love to do is I have all these tiny little metal bowls, I have these plastic deli containers. Whenever I'm dealing with uh, chopping onions, grating garlic, grating cheese, really whatever, um, once I'm done chopping it, I'll scrape it off my cutting board, put it into a little bowl and then I put it off to the side. And then I just have it nice and neat and already measured out for whenever I need it. So with all that said, I'm going to check this meat again, whooppa, oh that looks a lot better. Alright, so meat is browned on one side, so I just flipped it, I'm going to let it cook on that other side. While it's cooking on that other side, I'm going to get started on the garlic. So. I only have two cloves left on this on this bulb, so I know the recipe only says to use one clove of garlic, but I'm just gonna go ahead and use two because I don't want this one other little bit to go to waste. Give it a couple of really nice thin slices, and then from that, I'm gonna then go over and chop it. So this isn't necessarily like a a hot take or a hot tip or anything, but just, you know, something that I like to do when I'm cutting a lot of veggies. Things like garlic, onions, carrots, celery. Anytime I'm using any of these vegetables, what I love to do is instead of throwing out or composting uh, their remains, I like to put them in a big plastic bag, a big plastic freezer safe bag and just chuck them in the freezer. Uh, And then whenever I cut with more of these vegetables, just add more to that bag. Same thing with herbs. Uh, and then, when the bag is full, or if I have a few of them, then I just make a, a Sunday of it. I make this big batch of vegetable stock. Uh, and then, it, you know, it's essentially free vegetable stock because you're using things that you would have thrown out otherwise. Uh, and it's delicious. Anything that you would use water for in a recipe, any soups, rices, if you're doing lentils, if you're making a braise like this, using that homemade vegetable stock is going to make so much of a difference, because uh, all of that homemade goodness things I wouldn't use it for. I said it can be interchangeable for water. I would not use it for coffee. I would not use it for tea. I would not use it for hot chocolate. Uh, But any sort of uh, actually cooking methods, you can essentially use it interchangeably uh, for water. Cool. All right. Um, All joking aside, it looks like our pork shoulder is ready for the next step. All of the sides are browned. Uh, They got this beautiful crust on it. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to go ahead and add our onion and our garlic and just kind of sauté it for a minute, get them nice and soft. So while those are sautéing, I'm just going to let them sit for uh, another minute or so, let them soften up. While that's happening, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to open up my can of tomatoes. Uh, I'm going to open up my bottle of wine. I'm going to get out my thyme, my oregano, and my fennel. So those onions, that garlic, are beautifully sauteed at this point. So now we're just gonna go ahead and we're gonna add that can of tomatoes with the juice and the sauce that's kinda left in that tomato can, as well as a cup of red wine. We're also gonna go ahead and add that thyme, the oregano, the fennel, and the hot sauce. Tomatoes are in. What I like to do is because there's still some of that tomato sauce that's left in the can I'm gonna actually just go ahead and pour that cup of wine into the tomato sauce and then kind of swirl it around and then use that wine to kind of get that last little bit of tomato sauce into the can or out of the can rather all right so we got tomato sauce in wine in now we just have to get our herbs Oregano, thyme, and fennel are in. Beautiful. I'm just gonna give everything a little stir, let everyone get to know each other. And we're actually already pretty much at a boil. You also wanna make sure at this point that the liquid in the pot is around three quarters of the way up to uh, the top of the meat. You wanna make sure that as it braises in the oven, you have uh, a ton of liquid. Some of it's gonna go away, but you wanna make sure that uh, most of it's covered that's going to make sure that as the meat cooks, it cooks evenly. It cooks with a lot of moisture. Uh, it's not going to dry out in the process. If you don't have uh, have the liquid all the way up uh, to three quarters of the way, you're going to add a bit more wine. You can add a bit more water. If you have some stock available, you can pour a little bit of that in. You know, have fun with it. But what matters most is uh, the moisture of it all. My pork shoulder is right in the middle of this beautiful bubbling bath of red wine and tomatoes, uh, of garlic and thyme and oregano and onion. It's gorgeous, it smells delicious. So I'm gonna go ahead, I'm gonna turn off the heat on my stovetop. I'm gonna pop that lid right back on, and I'm gonna put this in my oven. Awesome. So, my Dutch oven is in my regular oven, I'm gonna go ahead and set a timer for three hours. I'm also gonna set another timer for one hour. At that one hour mark, I'm gonna take the pork shoulder out, flip it, make sure that the part that's not submerged right now had the chance to be fully submerged in that beautiful liquid uh, and then pop it back in the oven and then I'm gonna do that two or three times throughout this cooking process. While that's happening, I'm gonna go clean up my kitchen. I made a little bit of a mess. Wine's on the counter, tomato sauce is on the floor uh, and I'll see you back. Uh, Right after this, uh, when the pork shoulder is ready to come out, welcome back to my kitchen. So I've been uh, sitting by my oven doing nothing else just staring at it for the past three hours taking uh, the Dutch oven out uh, every hour or so and turning the pork shoulder in all the beautiful juices and let me tell you I mean every time I open up the oven door every time I crack the lid my entire house is just absolutely filled with this amazing smell you get the herbs you got the tomato you got the wine um, and then of course the pork it's smelling fantastic Um, and we are so close to finishing this up I cannot wait but we just have a couple more steps left so here's what we're gonna do right now I have the Dutch oven on the stovetop I have another pot that's right next to it I just filled it with some water I have that up on high, I'm going to bring that to a boil. This is going to be to cook our pasta in. I also have a little bit of parmesan that I'm getting ready to grate. What I'm going to do is I'm going to take this pork shoulder out of the Dutch oven, I'm going to put it into a big bowl, and I'm going to use some forks to tear it up while we're waiting for this pasta water to come to a boil. Once it's all torn up, we're going to put it back into the sauce let all of these pieces of pork that have been recently shredded kind of absorb some of the juices uh, because it was previously being cooked all as this one big chunk of meat. Then we're going to grate some parm that we can top everything with. And then once the water for the pasta comes to a boil, we'll pop in some pasta, let that cook. And then once everything is cooked, once the pulled pork uh, shoulder absorbs all these juices, We're gonna plate everything up, we're gonna top the pasta with the ragu, and I'm gonna have a fantastic uh, little dinner for myself. Got my tongs here to take out the the pork shoulder. Oh man, it's, I mean, already, even just trying to take it out, oh my god. It is falling right apart, which is exactly what you want. So I got my forks out, I'm just gonna start pulling that apart, really breaking it down. And honestly, it takes no work at all to do this. All right, so I've been pulling this apart uh, just you know around, around a minute or so, and this looks pretty good. I'm just gonna go ahead and dump this meat back into the liquid. So now I'm just gonna let it sit there and get a little bit warm again. So let's check on our pasta water. Almost up to a boil. So while I wait for that to come up to a full rolling boil, uh, I'm gonna start grating uh, a crazy amount of Parmesan. And again, like what I was saying with saving of the vegetables that I then use for vegetable stock, I do the same thing with Parmesan rinds. So at any given time, you can look in my fridge and I have a bag that's just kind of (laughs) growing and growing and growing that's filled with Parmesan rinds. Because for the same, same reason, you can just pop them into the soup Uh, to add a little bit more of that umami-ness to it. You can pop it into a stock, add that umami-ness to it. So I just grated a metric ton of Parmesan cheese. Still have a little bit left on this rind, so I'm just gonna pop it back into my bag, save it for a happy day. And let's check on this pasta water one more time. Now we're at a rolling boil, hey hey. All right, so I'm just gonna go ahead and drop this pasta. So we'll just let this cook around 10 minutes or so. So my pasta is pretty much done and I think we're pretty much ready to plate. So I'm just gonna go ahead and drain off this pasta. Now, if I was making a a real pasta sauce, I would save some of this, but because I'm really just topping this pasta with with this meaty ragu, uh, I don't need to save any of it. So I'm just gonna pour all of that pasta into my bowl and I'm gonna ladle some of this unbelievable goodness just right over the pasta, oh man. And then of course, getting a big old chunk of this Parmesan and sprinkling it right over. I love watching the Parmesan just melt as it hits this warm ragu. And that, my friends, my favorite genius recipe, Andy Ward and Jenny Rosenstrach's pork shoulder ragu. It is incredible, it is wholesome, it is delicious, it is soul filling and nourishing, and truly can be enjoyed any time of year. So, thank you so much for listening. It means the world to us all on the Genius team that you are tuning in, listening to us tell stories, listening to us cook recipes. We love food. We love that you love listening to us talk about food. So, thanks again. I hope you all check out this recipe. Uh, We'll link it in the show notes uh, so you can try it yourself and have just all of the best times in the kitchen. Thanks so much, everyone.